The North Remembers Podcast. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Hello and welcome to the North Remembers podcast. I am John Schmidt, joined by Rennie Lesperance. Uh, welcome to week eight of the NFL season here and uh, week eight of our fantasy season, Rennie. And a uh, pretty interesting week last week with a lot of high scores, but not too many close games. Yeah, a lot of blowouts, that's for sure. You know, here we are a couple weeks ago with a massive COVID scare with the whole league and kind of calmed down on that front which was nice but otherwise uh pretty uncompetitive week for most games two close games um but otherwise a lot of blowouts but still a lot to talk to, about anyway most definitely uh and let's just start right in with the games uh first game warhawks will against a team has no name and becky 129 points for will to 78 for becky so that's the high point total for the week Randy and you know, the, the big performer there, it was that game that had me on the edge of my seat for my game as well, uh, Kyler Murray and that Arizona Cardinals team, along with DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, that was a back-and-forth game, and uh, obviously comes away with 42 points, but then also had a massive game out of his KC defense at, with 24 points in the snow in Denver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was coming down, uh, and I was listening to another radio program where they do uh, football picks out of the Twin Cities there, uh, and one of the guys picked uh, Mahomes. He's like, why is, why is everybody making fun of me that I picked Mahomes? And they're like, did you check the forecast? And sure enough, that's what came to fruition, and I know Elijah wished that wasn't the case because this def- definitely benefited Will and, and hurt Elijah in his matchup this week. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and by far, Elijah's worst week. Um, he's been putting up a lot of numbers, big numbers, week in, week out. Um, still sitting at four and three, which is disappointing. He could very easily be six and one right now, the way he's been scoring. So, um, you know, you're just gonna uh, you know have those kinds of weeks. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, Becky didn't, I mean, she didn't have a terrible week uh, by the standards of where a lot of the other point totals were this week for the people that lost. But uh, she was, you know, 78 points isn't going to get it done, though, most weeks. And only, you know, 22 points was her top scorer, uh, Derek Carr, quarterback. And then uh, McLaurin had 15 points, um, you know, and 14 from her defense. So when you look at the top three scores for for uh, Will versus that, that's just, you know, that tells the story. That tells you all you need to know. Yeah, and 78 points can certainly win you a game, but um, 129 points, 
Uh, is that the top of the, the year? Uh, I don't know if it's the top of the year. It's definitely the top of the week. So. Yeah, I mean, it's up there in terms of the point total. Um, you know, she, she was getting numbers out of her players, but uh, just missing out on the touchdowns from her two backs, which really hurt. Definitely. And, you know, missing out on touchdowns was the name of the game uh, for Elijah this week as he goes down 100 to 56. Paul and Avery making the charge right now here. Uh, making the charge in the uh, in a division that I think that they're, you know, they're sitting, you know, behind Heidi, of course, but uh, a lot can happen coming up soon here, especially if you're playing well and, you know, 43 points out of your quarterback. You can't ask for much more than that. Yeah, no doubt about it. And um, sitting at, what, four and three now. Um, so in prime shape, um, you know, Justin Herbert comes out with 43 points and really carries the, the day on that one. Uh, Matt Prater, 16 points, second highest um, total. So, but, uh, you know, I think scoring-wise for the year, certainly towards the bottom, but manages to get these wins and certainly sort of breaking through here with the 100-point game. Yeah, and only only 14 points for Elijah for his highest, highest score. Uh, and that was Giovanni Bernard, uh, who, you know, if, if you told Elijah going into the week, okay, I'm, we're going to give you 14 points from Giovanni Bernard, he'd probably be like, okay, great. But I bet you he wasn't thinking that was going to be his, his high point total. Mahomes only also with 14 points, just not enough. And then Will Fuller uh, had nine points. And if I'm not mistaken, did Fuller have a touchdown taken away or something happened in that game against Green Bay? Or am I, am I misremembering that? I don't remember that. It was such it was such an ass kick in that I, I stopped paying attention, but it might have happened in garbage time. But um, but yeah, so not a or whole lot. dropped it. Yeah, I think that might have been it. Might have had a drop. Yeah, just 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 that kind of week for for Elijah. Uh, just not a whole lot going on, and of course, as we said, Justin Herbert. Uh, you know, we saw him do like we think we mentioned it last week. Watching him play against the Badgers in the Rose Bowl, we knew he was. You know, we knew how good he was because he, he showed it in that game and he showed it all year. He was a Heisman Trophy candidate. Uh, so he was a pro-style quarterback and he's showing it right now. I think that's, you know, that team could be a lot better record-wise if they just had a couple more bounces because he's been playing really well lately. Yeah, yes, And, you know, they have a solid defense even without Bosa, right? He went down. Yeah. Um, and, and he just came in and... and Gets a, you know, gets the start on a fluke play, right? I mean, yeah. we talked about that before with Tyrod Taylor having his lung punctured by a team physician. So, you know, it's the Brett Favre effect. You never, don't ever not start because you might not get your position back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just yeah, a crazy situation with that, and uh, it's got to make you wonder: Are they going to try to? I guess with a rookie though, you probably don't want to trade. Uh, the guy you have in there, but there's some teams looking for a quarterback potentially right now. And I think uh, if Taylor's ready to go, that would be some good trade bait for them as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, maybe trade to get another pick if they're going to have a pretty high pick as it is and try to get it up in the, in the Lawrence sweepstakes. So I think a lot of those teams that are, uh, you know, one or two wins right now are definitely having that in the back of their minds as we saw the Vikings uh, unload Yannick Ngakwe after just six games. <laughs> After they signed him, uh, and and you know they put uh, put uh, uh, what's their other defensive end's name, uh, Daniel Hunter, put him on IR. He's gonna get that neck surgery done now. If they're five and one like the Packers, I don't think he's getting that surgery. So 
that's just kind of where teams are right now. So it's, uh, it's, it's like you said, it's a, it's a cutthroat league, and you know you might never get your job back. Uh, one guy that's going to definitely keep his job, Tom Brady. Heidi, 122 points this week, Rennie. Just 64 for waiver wired. Another blowout game, but man, Brady is looking good. Yeah, he sure is. Uh, put up those numbers on the road in Las Vegas. Yeah. And, um, you know, just another big game back-to-back weeks. They certainly seem to be on a roll. And, uh, you know, talk about waiver wire pickup maybe of the year. James Robinson, 26 points to tack on to 44 for Tom Brady. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that, pretty much those two beat quite a few teams this week. Uh <laughs> in terms of points, uh, pretty much. Well, how many points is that? That's uh, seventy points. Yeah, so they're ahead. They're ahead of at least at least three of them. So that's that's pretty impressive for just two players. And you know, twelve points out of out of Johnson as well this week for Girl on Fire. Uh, pretty solid week, and not you know not a terrible performance out of the quarterback play uh, for waiver wire. Twenty seven out of Watson this week against the Packers. And he's been pretty consistent now the last few weeks. That's why, you know, Chris has come along here. We got a couple wins in a row. Uh, started getting some, you know, momentum. But boy, you know, succumbed to what you know, most people have, you know, this year is Girl on Fire just coming out and setting the tone. Yeah, 122 points, 6-1. and one. Uh, It's good to be her today. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, before I get into the last two games, I got to talk about uh, the... Almost the, it might have been the widest margin of victory this week. I'm not sure, but it's Mr. Sacco and Chili Dog. Just another rough outing uh, for Chili Dog. Just can't find an answer this week. And when you get 43 points scored on you by a wide receiver, you know you're in for a long day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. I uh, looked at that the next morning. It's like, holy buckets. Um, <laughs> just monster game. You know, People think a DK Metcalf is getting the long balls because he's just a freak athlete, you know, so big, so strong, so fast. But Tyler Lockett goes deep a lot. He gets a lot of them, and that's where you're going to see 43. I think she got the 200 bonus right on the head, right? Yep. Exactly 200 yards receiving. Yep, an extra five um, points, and, yeah. And that was huge. And made up for having two people having zeros because they didn't even – uh, they were there out. Aaron Jones was a 10:30 scratch on Sunday. Yep, that was missed, and and Hooper was out. So, <laughs> yeah. um, two yeah. people. Sometimes, sometimes you don't need two people in fantasy football. It's amazing. No, uh, how many points you can put up with, uh, like you mentioned, even two people, or or just one person in this case. For it would have just with Lockett against Chili Dog this week. This week would have been 43 to 48. So. <laughs> I mean that's, yeah. that's that's pretty crazy. And then Scott, a good good performance this week for Michelle as well with 14 points. You know Matt Ryan not a great week, but still got her got her 19 points. And so you know I think uh, that's a, a big win and maybe a confidence booster for her team to to get out of here with the win. But just devastating for Chili Dog, and that pretty much is uh, the nail in the coffin I think for them this year. Yeah, and you know Boston Scott, the first pick of the 12th round, right? Yeah. You know, so. Um, she picked him and then had there was three more picks after that and boy i was just razzing her for that pick going who the heck is boston scott what are you doing <laughs> and then you look at his stat lines this week week one four points week two three points then puts up zero 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 and she starts on week seven and he puts up 14 points <laughs> 
I don't know if you could script that any better in terms of the need for a player at the right moment at the right time. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And then she's got, uh, you know, on his bench this week, but Darius Slayton, Mr. Irrelevant, last pick in the draft. And he's put up some huge numbers this week. So, you know, those types of draft picks have kept her in it at three and four. Yeah, you'll have to go check the garage for a DeLorean to see if she's got Gray's Sports Almanac in there because, yeah, zero, 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 and then 14. That's pretty impressive to hold hold off on pulling the trigger and starting somebody. <laughs> yeah. So kudos to her. She stuck it to me really good. Yeah. But that pick alone is worth it, right, for a week like this when oh. you have two people out. Oh, definitely. And... And then Nate Dog, you know, Chili Dog, Mr. and Mrs. Cam Newton puts up negative two points. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's just, it's not your season. It, you know, his season really took a turn for the worst when McCaffrey went out his first pick. And it's, he's, I think he's out of it now. Six, he has to win out to have any chance, I think. Yep, yep, he's got to run the table. But, you know, I've seen crazier things, but it's not looking promising right now for them. And especially, you know, you go against somebody with 43 points and a five-point bonus. Uh, that's always tough to overcome. And speaking of the five-point bonus, I thought I was getting it this week because I thought I was going to win uh, on the last play of the game because, man, the stars were aligned for me because I was getting my ass kicked. Hodor's Hodor's versus Nature Boy Martinis. And Nick had a humongous lead thanks to 31 points from the anemic Carson Wentz from the last few weeks uh, into this game. Has a great, great week. And then Devontae Adams, need I say more, the, way, the game he had against uh, against Houston this week and and Gurley with 19 points. So just those three, you know, it's like, geez, John doesn't have a chance. Well, fast forward to later on that evening and Russell Wilson is driving him downfield in overtime. Just getting to overtime was a miracle with the missed field goals and everything. And then he throws a touchdown, but it gets called back. And uh, Paul and I were texting back and forth during that, uh, playing a little Call of Duty at the same time. And I was just like, in amazement watching this because he's like man you got a horseshoe up your ass and I was like yeah I think I do <laughs> and uh but it, it just didn't happen for me this week no um boy tough way to go too and you know 103 points anytime you're losing a triple digit is a is a backbreaker um you are just on a roll there and, and you know Russell Wilson you got through the bye week yeah um with a win and now you get Russell Wilson back and everyone's, you know, back in. But, you know, what, you know, what else hurt you was, you know, OBJ going down in the first quarter. Yeah, first play. Points. I think it was the first, yeah. I think it was the first or second play. Yeah, definitely the first series. Yeah, just, just tough, just tough. <laughs> didn't trade him, but didn't trade him like I should have. And, and it came back to bite me. Yeah, yeah. You know, you spilled the beans to me and then, then you didn't do it. So several weeks ago but Carson Wentz you know he's been back and forth on the waiver wire and Nick gets him just in time and uh beats up on his little brother just like back in the day <laughs> yeah he does and that's a big win for him uh up to three and four now so he's back in the hunt of the the wild card hunt there uh definitely uh, so he's 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 looking pretty good he's got a you know having Lamar Jackson on your team doesn't hurt either so he can set Carson Wentz back down and Devontae's just going to keep producing for him so yeah, as long as he stays healthy, he's just an animal out there. I, you know, everyone knows it's coming. Yeah. You know, everyone knows it. Like, you sit there and go, how do they not stop it? Because they know he's throwing it to Devontae Adams. Every single time, he's wide open, and he catches it every time. Yep. 
you know, just a hell of a player, hell of a draft pick by Green Bay the yeah. way they snagged him. Nick had a nice week with out of Jamal Williams too, 16 points. Yeah. You know, I think that's kind of a guy that a handcuff that he picked up in the draft. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that come, you know, really, really help during the bye weeks, the mid bye weeks. Definitely. You need those types of players to come through. And that's exactly why, you know, a Boston Scott's picked or a Jamal Williams just in case. Yeah, and even and even if uh Jones is playing, if you're playing a bad defense that gives up a lot a lot to running backs, I'd I'd consider playing him on a normal week too. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so we got one game left, Rennie, and I can let you uh, be the one to talk about how this one ended because it was definitely the game of the week. Uh, I, f- I, for one, thought that D-Ball was for sure going to win, so I just wrote it off as another loss for you. And I'm like, okay, D-Ball is going to be 5-2, uh, and two, uh, so they're right there with me. But no, Rennie, 84-83. to 83. Yeah, um, just a nail-biter. And going into Monday night, I thought the game was over. You had a pretty sizable lead, I think 10 points maybe. And, um, and and I only had the Chicago Bears defense. And yeah. <laughs> they gave up 21 points, so you get no points there. And I just kind of had the game on in the background. There's seven and a half minutes left, 21 to three. And the Rams run the dumbest play. They run a jet sweep with a wide receiver when all they got to do is hand the ball off to a back and run the clock out. I mean, <laughs> there's only seven and a half minutes left. Instead, they give it to a wide receiver who gets crushed by an end and Fumbles the football, Bears pick it up and score. I mean, it's an unbelievably lucky play, and those kind of things happen in fantasy football, which is why all the games are interesting. You know, you have someone in the game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it just comes down to a crazy series of events just like that, and just like the game I was just talking about with my game, it was literally, uh, you know, a referee's decision away from going the other way. And in your case, it was just a dumb decision away from going the other way uh, by handing the ball to the, to the running back instead. But when you look at the overall bones of this matchup here, uh, you know, 35 points out of Aaron Rodgers for Dan and then 21 out of A.J. Brown. Uh, so, I mean, just with those two alone, you you had to be thinking, Randy, my God, you know, what am I going to have to do to win a game because of the way things have been going for you? But you had consistent play from a few people. Uh, you had one, two, three, four, five people in, in double-digit points. Uh, with that Bears D getting 11, but DJ Moore, big performance for you this week in Carolina. Yeah, carried the team, and he's come on strong the last two weeks. He's a fairly high draft pick, but uh, I think my first receiver, he hadn't done much the first few weeks, and and uh, he's finally kind of reared back. Uh, just finally gotten some touchdowns. Josh Allen's still been down, um, but the Bears D has kind of come around as well. Um, Aaron Rodgers, last year I played, he had Aaron Rodgers last year. And when I played him, Aaron Rodgers, I think, had six touchdowns against the Raiders. <laughs> and, like, he didn't do anything else all year. And, he, and so he, he opens the first half against Houston with, what, three? Yeah. he had four in the first he half. Was, he was just slinging it, yeah. I was going, here it goes again. You know, Dan's just going <laughs> to rip me up again this year. Um, but for him, he just didn't get anything else out of any of his other players. No touchdowns at all. No, none at all. But I tell you what, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I see him on your bench there. Something happens to Josh Allen. You can be pretty confident you're going to have some decent point production uh, from him. Uh, I have Robbie Anderson. You obviously know with DJ Moore. They can throw the ball around there. And with McCaffrey out, uh, they got to rely more on Teddy. Yeah, and they've been kind of a, a surprise in the league. I think they're about 500 as a team. Um, picked them up a few weeks ago. And the way Josh Allen's been playing, I like, you know, think about playing Teddy Bridgewater, you know, depending on the matchup. Yeah, it's, it's, and there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, matchups coming up here with, 
you know, with with teams that are probably already thinking about, like I mentioned, that uh, the sweepstakes for for Lawrence. So if, if you have the right matchup with one of those teams that maybe doesn't care as much, uh, that could be a, a you know a twenty twenty five point week for a person that normally gets ten or twelve. Yeah, big difference. Yeah, uh, and, and big difference. Great segue right into: Are we going to have a big difference maker with anybody on the waiver wire uh, that just happened uh, on Tuesday uh, into Wednesday morning? And you know, not a whole lot of movements again, Rennie. Just kind of people with necessities. I see uh, you picked up uh, um, uh, Hasty, the running back from uh, uh, from San Francisco. I think you're uh, you're thinking that you're hoping you just found a diamond in the rough and that he's going to stay in there and get a bunch of carries or what? Yeah, you know, with the way those running backs are going down out there in, in San Fran, and everyone still produces, you know, it's a system, right? I mean, it's a system set up for running backs, yep. and they get the touches. So it's it's, it's one of those pure transactions. And, and uh, so we'll see if he gets the carries or, you know, we'll see how he does. Or it could be one of those classic flops, right? He had one. He got his name out there, and then he flops next week. You know, it's a dollar. He got, you know, it's worth the, ch- it's worth the chance. It is. It is, especially with my back doing three points last week and, and not doing much. So, you know, Nick Chubb being out really hurt. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, and I don't want to sound uh, morbid, but he can stay out if he needs to quite a bit longer because I like the production I'm getting out of Kareem Hunt. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, my lo- your loss would be my gain, and that's certainly helped you on your run, you know, having Kareem Hunt produced every week. Uh, they get a lot of running plays as well. Yeah, not a whole did lot of Vikings, backs. Yeah. Did the Vikings screw up by letting Stefanski go? You know, that's the big question. That is. And, you know, it, it depends on what kind of players you have. And I've, I've always said that if you can if you can find that one, that one person you pick up off the waiver wire, that's usually the difference for a team winning the championship and not, or even just making it into the playoffs. And, you know, you might have somebody with hasty there. Uh, and, you know, Paul and, I, Paul and Avery went a similar route. They end their Andy Dalton experiment, uh, send him to waivers after that vicious, holy dirty, that was a that was a Madden video game dirty hit right there, Andy on Dalton. Uh, <laughs> His head bounced off the turf. I don't, I don't you know, it's, it's serious. Um, and those are vicious, vicious hits. But, boy, he just got right. You know, that's one of those retirement hits right there. Yeah, you know, it very well could be. Uh, and then not getting the support from your teammates and defending you too probably doesn't help your uh, your confidence to want to come back and play. Yeah, I mean, he's going back to Texas to be closer to family. You know, he's a backup quarterback. He's probably had a plenty of, you know, he feels pretty good. His body's not aching. And all of a sudden he gets thrown into the starting lineup and just gets rocked. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so he's, so he's out. Uh, and in comes uh, LaMichael Perrin. Uh, the Jets running back there. So uh, we'll see if, uh, just like you, if Paul and, and, and Avery found one of those diamonds in the rut that's going to get a bulk of the carries or a, maybe even more carries once the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes starts. Yeah, and Perrin's getting a lot of chatter this week, though. Um, he's getting more and more carries. I think he had a touchdown last week, which probably shot him up the boards. Again, worth a shot. It's only a buck. And, you know, Paul's always gonna, Paul and Avery are always going to make a move, that's for sure. Yep, most definitely. And uh, the sneaky little hobbits has uh, added a wide receiver to their repertoire. I was just talking to uh, Elijah tonight, and he was a little uh, upset. He just couldn't get the running backs he was going after. And, yeah, it definitely looks like they went uh, to some other people. But he got a pretty good receiver in uh, Brandon Ayuk 
from San Francisco. I like him. And with Jimmy G, uh, with him being back, uh, you know, I don't know how he's going to play uh, going forward here, but I think uh, Ayuk's a good person to have out there, especially with the injury to the uh, to the running backs. I think that's a, a pretty good pickup. And, and Shanahan distributes, so, you know, you're not always going to have the 30-40 game out of them, but they'll get you a touchdown. I mean, they they find creative ways to get the ball into their playmaker's hands. They're always going to have the running game going on, but they get it into, you know, Samuel's hands. Uh, Dabble, Samuel Dabble, or whatever his name is. Yep. Uh, they get it into their hands. And Brandon Ayuk is, is certainly a playmaker. I don't know if you saw the play a couple weeks ago when he jumped over that guy. Yeah, I definitely touchdown. saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's definitely athletic. Most definitely. Um, and speaking of athletic, uh, my guy that's supposed to be one of the most athletic guys in the league goes down with a torn ACL, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, just gets me sick to my stomach even saying his name because I should have had him off my team. But I got somebody coming off the uh, the injury wire, uh, and Sterling Shepard coming in, Rennie. Uh, I was pretty happy I saw him out there, and I was just crossing my fingers hoping to get him because I think he's going to be the guy that's going to get a, a bulk of the passes thrown his way. Yeah, you know, he, I think the thing about Sterling Shepard is is like 80% of his touchdowns have come in like three games. And so like yeah. he has huge games out there. So he's kind of like one of those, you know, Boston Scott guys that you throw out there because you have injuries or bye weeks or whatever. And he goes up and puts 21 points. You know, he could do that easily. And yeah. he's, you know, he's good enough. He's a good athlete. So, um, you know, that's a good boomer bust play in, in compared to what else is out there. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a good pickup. Yep. And then, uh, you know, talking about the rich getting richer, I told you Elijah didn't get the running backs he wanted. I was wondering if one of these was the back he wanted, and that is Malcolm Brown, uh, the L.A. Rams running back, goes to Heidi. Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, Malcolm. Malcolm had a touchdown last week, but that was his first one since week one. So he's kind of one of those guys that bounces back and forth. But, you know, he does get carries. And so, you know, when you're, you know, you're getting guaranteed carries, which means you have a chance for a touchdown. And that's really what you're looking at out of a backup. And, you know, as as good as Heidi's been this year, she's had a lot of injuries. So I think she, you know, among all of us knows you got to, you got to keep people healthy. And if you can't, you got to have people sitting there on your bench that you know are at least going to give you a chance. They might not have a great week, but at least they're going to give you that chance because they're getting carries. Yeah. And and maybe she's looking long-term too, toward the playoffs. Bench points count in the event of in the event of ties. That's huge. And there's been a lot of last few weeks, less you know single digit benches out there. And obviously the bye weeks have a lot to do with it. But you know that's kind of scary. You know heading in towards the the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, it is. And um, you know one of the things that we see a lot of movement on when it comes to bye weeks is defenses. And uh, you know Paul and Elijah, excuse me, Paul and Avery. Uh, drop their Giants defense, and they pick up the Colts defense, who's going to Detroit this week. So, you know, the Colts D is good, too. Uh, so the fact that they were out there on the waiver wire, uh, you know, it's a pretty good good pickup for them to have, and their buy's over now. Uh, so moving forward, they, they, you know, they can run with the Colts D every week almost if they want. Yeah, and that's just one of those classics. You know, they're on a bye week, so they get dropped. Uh, Rodrigo Blankenship, you know, that was Nick's guy for a couple weeks, the kicker. Yeah. Yeah, I think he had to drop him for some other players, and I had a bench spot open. I was watching the Giants-Eagles game, and the last kickoff by my kicker, he tweaks his groin. 
Yeah, kicks it off and grabs his his whatever it is in his leg or his hamstring or or, or quad. Yeah, and it's like that's not good. No. I need to get rid of this guy. So I immediately got a kicker. You know, knowing yeah. I'm going to draft Gano in the next week. Yeah, yeah. It's it, you got to be proactive, not reactive. We say that in my industry all the time. Uh, when fantasy football is no different, you definitely, uh, you know, you got to prepare for the prepare for the worst at all times because the worst can definitely come and happen to you. Yeah, and did you watch that game with uh, Daniel Jones falling down? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Just hilarious. Yep, the term, and, and, uh, and Joe uh, Troy Aikman was loving it too, talking about it. Oh, the turf monster got him. <laughs> oh, he was loving it. Just loving it, the turf monster. <laughs> He's fa- Daniel Jones was fast though. Like I was watching that part of the game when he, he did the play. I was like, holy cow, he's fast. He was outrunning the DBs. Yeah. I heard I, I heard a stat. It was the longest run by a quarterback in NFL history without scoring a touchdown. <laughs> At least he's in the record books, huh? He'll he, always take that to the grave. <laughs> yeah. He could he could become an all, uh, Hall of Fame quarterback and that's that highlight's gonna live forever of him just falling down. It will. It's, it's not as bad as the butt fumble from no. Sanchez, but you know because obviously they scored. But <laughs> yeah, it, he'll always get that one. They're both in New York, though, so it goes to show, I guess. And it's a, definitely a media that doesn't forget about things like that either. So <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> All right, so I guess uh, let's look ahead here to, to this week uh, the slate of games. We got some pretty good matchups. Uh, coming out of the gate here and uh, the first one i'm looking at here we got d-ball and cheech and chong uh both four and three both in second place in their respective divisions and uh man big matchup for dan the aaron Rodgers going against that depleted vikings defense i was talking about this week uh man i don't know if there's much chance uh for cheech and chong this week as far as the quarterback matchup but you know you never know they got breeze sitting there too are they gonna start herbert again uh, I'm not sure if there's any buy situations going on for them, uh, but man, that Rodgers matchup is a pretty uh, choice matchup. Yeah, yeah, you, you take that any day of the week. The way those, you know, that matchup is, is coming out, and he's going to need a big week. Zeke just hasn't had a great year so far. No. Um, and so Aaron's been having to pick up the slack. And you look at this matchup win probability fifty fifty right now, I guess, but. You know, four and three teams, big matchups. This is going to be important for seeding. And if these, you know, two teams don't win their division, they're going to be going up against each other for the wild card. Yeah, and uh, I, I like uh, I like the way that obviously uh, the Steelers have been playing. Uh, and you know, James Conner, he hasn't had one of those humongous games per se yet, and I think he's due for one of those. So I think watch, he's my X factor this week actually. Uh, I think James Conner, if uh, if Paul and Paul and Avery go to five and three, I think he'll be a big reason why. <clears throat> uh, yeah, you know Justin Herbert, the way he's been playing, you know, probably gonna stick with him. You know, see how he does in Denver. Hopefully it's not snowing. You know, I guess you probably look at the weather in Denver this time of year more than anything. Yeah. Because it could be, who knows, it could be 55 degrees and sunny, too. So it's a crazy thing up there when you're a mile high. Yeah. So the next game I'm looking at here, it's basically playoff mode for both these teams. It's uh, only the strong survive against waiver wired. Rennie and Chris, uh, what do you think about your matchup this week? Two, two, and five teams going at it here. Um, 
you know, this could be an elimination game. You're right. I mean, we, we could be seeing the beginning of the end for some teams. You know, we talked about Chili Dog. You know, they got a real tough road ahead. Uh, whoever loses this game could be in the same boat as Chili Dog and, and the season might be over. Yeah. And it's... it's it... <laughs> It, it is true because we got look at these division leaders uh, on all sides. I mean, it's uh, you know five and two or six and one. Uh, it's a long chase uh, with six losses. Even with five losses, you pretty much have to run the table already. Yeah, I think last year eight and six got in on the wild card. You know, so that's probably you know. But at five losses, I only got one to give. You know what I mean? That's you know. But, you know, you're right. Winning out is about the only option for these two teams right now with five losses. Yeah. And I, I'm looking right now at, uh, you know, some of the matchups in this. And, you know, great matchup for you with uh, Edwards Hilaire going against that Jets uh, that Jets team. You know you're going to get some production there. You'd like to think so, but you're going to wonder if, it, you know, Bell comes into the factor here. Is that going to start reducing CEH's you know point load so we'll have to see plus the revenge factor you know that when they're down by the sideline Reed's gonna give it to Bell <laughs> yeah that is true so and you know being a being a rookie they probably don't want to give him too much as far as workload goes either they want to save him for the postseason that's right so that's gonna be you know he's he's been pretty good this year consistent touches which is what you like to see in fantasy for sure but hasn't had a lot of touchdowns so doesn't seem to punch it in so that might you know be my downfall but you still use the points even if you're getting eight to ten points without a touchdown you you need them yep and i i think uh for me i'm gonna side with the win probability that i'm looking at on the website right now on espn and i'm gonna say uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go 54 percent uh only the strong survive because i think that josh allen matchup with new england just they look just atrocious right now. And even defensively, Cam Newton's not doing anything offensively. I think this could be a huge week for Josh Allen. We'll see if he steps up to the plate. We'll see if it's a changing of the guard, right? I mean, for a long, long time, New England has just stomped on Buffalo's throat, you know, year in, year in. Yeah, so yeah 12, we'll if, if 12, years. 12 years. 12 yeah. years, they've, they've won the division 12 consecutive years, I believe. It's uh, pathetic. It's pathetic. They've always had the easiest division. And now Buffalo's finally gotten better. Dolphins are a tough out. They're playing hard. Yeah. You know, for not a lot of talent, they're better than what they've been. But, you know, the Jets, Buffalo, Bills, and Dolphins for the last 20 years, are you kidding me? They're all awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't know. Belichick never ceases to amaze me sometimes. So maybe he'll come up with a scheme because, like you said, they've found a way to put their foot on Buffalo's throat many times before when people give Buffalo a little bit of life. And, uh, but Mr. Mr. Number 12, the goat, he's not there anymore to, to bail him out in some of these situations either. Correct. And, and not only the bailout, just the confidence, knowing you're going to win, right? That in and of itself elevates other players, um, game, you know, they, they really step up to the plate when they know they have someone like that. And when you don't have a leader like that, it could go down hard and fast. Definitely. Um, and, you know, speaking of leaders, one of the best leaders in the NFL is Patrick Mahomes, and he's Elijah's quarterback, and he's going up this week against Becky, a 4-3 and three team against a 3-4 and four team. So definitely wild card implications here. 
Talk about a lot of people, especially running backs in this game, that are questionable. Joe Mixon questionable for Elijah, and then both Josh Jacobs and Chris Carson questionable for Becky, along with Allen Robinson uh, being questionable too. So uh, a lot of game time decisions probably in this matchup. Yeah, and you start running out of bodies at some point, right? I mean, that's just, that's what happens, and that's kind of the way it's looking like right now for Becky and this horrible timing with her buys. And um, that could really decimate her year. It's not over if she loses, but, you know, again, it goes back to you're the next rung. you got to start winning out to have a chance. Definitely. And, you know, Elijah has, uh, you know, look at it, looking at his... <laughs> His running back situation there right now, you know, who would have thought when this year started you were going to see Adrian Peterson starting on Elijah's team playing for the Detroit Lions? You know, it's uh, it's amazing how things go. Uh, but you know, AP, you know, he's got the fountain of youth because he doesn't look too shabby still in his mid thirties. <laughs> yeah, is it the steroids or what? I mean, come <laughs> on, it's it's crazy. He's, he's put up fairly decent numbers uh, you know when we get to this point of the season with buys and everything and injuries you need those consistent numbers anything over six is helping right if you got a couple studs like caddy mahomes yeah patrick mahomes and um, you know you just need those guys to put up something you know no donuts exactly. and he's got that right now with ap yeah exactly because you know he's gonna get the carries and uh and you know you're going to get production out of Patrick Mahomes as long as there's not a blizzard. So I think that's you know that's the person ultimately that's going to have to carry him to victory. And I think with all the questionable tags there, you got to think a couple of people aren't going to play for Becky. I think you got to give the edge to Elijah this week. Uh, as hard as it is for me to say why I want him to lose, sorry Elijah, but I do. Uh, but I think uh, I think he's going to. I think Mahomes is going to have an epic game this week uh, against uh, the Jets. Yeah, I mean, he might have to throw in the towel in that game. <laughs> yeah, throw in the damn towel. I might have to use that on next week's podcast. The uh, the Rocky <laughs> sound bit there. <laughs> oh man! So now we're looking at the uh, Hodor's Hodor's just been on a roll. And speaking of not being on a roll, there's Chili Dogs. So is, is something going to change or, or stay the same this week here? Uh, obviously, Nick's going to have Lamar Jackson back in his lineup. Uh, playing against Pittsburgh though this week, that's always a you know a hard hitting game. You wonder if that's, you know, one of these games you always got to think to yourself, is this the game that Lamar Jackson runs the ball one too many times and takes an unnecessary shot? And whenever Baltimore and Pittsburgh play, it seems to be that kind of game. It sure does. Um, They're always fun games to watch, just legendary classic games. But, um, you know, and they'll see what he does in that game. Does he, you know, throw a couple picks? We'll see how he performs in the spotlight. And, um, you know, or does he play Carson Wentz against Dallas? I mean, Pittsburgh's got a pretty good defense. I mean, the way, you know, Wentz is kind of just one of those crazy quarterbacks who, you know, plays terrible for three quarters and is scrambling all around, and all of a sudden then he just starts airing it up and he gets points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that'd, be a, that'd be a ballsy play, though, <laughs> to not play Lamar Jackson. Uh, <laughs> That would be, you know, talk about foresight, though. If, if I, I, I doubt he's going to do that, but if he did that, that would be some amazing foresight. Uh, but you know, he's got the, he's got the production coming out of Todd Gurley. Uh, that you know, he's looking pretty solid now. Stefan Diggs uh, going against New England there, uh, and of course Devontae Adams against Minnesota this week. Uh, man, he's gonna. Boy, I feel bad for that secondary. Uh, Cam Dantzler and company. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you're probably looking at at least 150 in a touchdown at a minimum, right? <laughs> if you think, but I guess crazy things have happened, you know. I've seen Spurgeon win have a close game against the Packers at Lambeau with fans and stands. So, I guess. Oh, was that the game? Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so was Paul. Spurgeon win. Spurgeon win. <laughs> Yeah, it was a fun one. Um, so, yeah, this matchup, you know, I think it's really going to come down to the, the quarterback situation in this one, not just for, for Nick, but also uh, for, for uh, Chili Dog. Because, you know, <laughs> at some point they're going to they're gonna pull the plug on Cam Newton there. And Joe Burrow, God, he's been playing pretty well. And even though they've been losing a lot of these games, he's putting up some pretty decent numbers. He has, and, and part of the problem with you know Burroughs is I think the one game Nate started him he put up four points you know so other than that he's had the last week 44 just ridiculous but uh we didn't talk about that before 44 on his bench you know that's just ouch um but two weeks prior he put up four points but other than that he's at 16 17 24 29 I I don't I don't see how you can't start him right now particularly at one and six yeah, I mean, and then, you know, you look at his bench, you got Adam Thielen on there. You know, People are going to get, even if uh, the Packers defense plays good, people are going to get garbage time points against him if it's like a blowout game even because the Packers just pull off and they don't blitz. And, I, you know, teams, whenever I have somebody going against the Packers and it's late in the game, I'm like, well, I still got a chance to get six or ten points out of him because they're going to give up that yardage and sometimes a touchdown. So, uh, you know, I think Adam Thielen will be a good start for for Chili Dog if they put him in this week. But, you know, he's got Amari Cooper and Keenan Allen in there right now. Some pretty good players on on Chili Dog, you know what I mean? The fact that they're 1-6 and six and you look at some of these players, but just things have gone the wrong way in Dallas in a hurry. Uh, you know, Keenan Allen not getting quite the production you'd want uh, out of him. But then, you know, Thielen, he's had some great games, but he's also had uh, a couple other games that haven't been, you know, the best either. But he's definitely a, a starter that's going to be in there, at, you know, at all times for Chili Dog. So. No, and he's, he's been starting them, and Thielen's a stud. He's number three. Um, he had a bye week last week. Oh, that's right. On the bench. You know, timing, timing again, right? Timing has really stunk for him. That's huge. I mean, like we talked about before with you and Warhawks, Warhawks has a bunch of people out on buys. I mean, you can't have a better you know, matchup than that, you know, and it still doesn't guarantee a win because you, your players could go throw up, you know, donuts, but, or get hurt on the first play. Um, but, you know, Thielen, he gets all the, you don't know about him, right? You don't really hear about him in, in the media because the Vikings are terrible and Thielen's points are all garbage time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And Classic yeah. fantasy all-star, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he, he, he had two stinkers, you know, week two and three, three and eight points, for, uh, you know, uh, for those two weeks. And it's just not not something that you want to see when you have, pick somebody as high as he did. They did pick Thielen. Um, and those those couple of weeks, they definitely needed the production out of the wide receiver and didn't get it. And that's, you know, a couple of their losses could have been due to that. So it just, you know, yeah. you, you got to hope your guy scores when you need him to score because you don't need everybody to score their best game every single week. You got to find that, you know, that right way to spread it out so you you can win week after week after week and it's tough to do it in fantasy it's it's certainly usually it's got to come out of the back but with the evolution of the game the last few years having a guy who can put up wide receiver week in week out like a deandre hopkins yeah those are just bread and butter players for for fantasy wide receivers have have really come up along with with running backs in terms of importance 
Yep. And, and they, you know, speaking of important running backs, we got two questionable running backs in the next matchup. Michelle and Heidi, last year's champion against the favorite, I would say right now, just based on record and the way she's scoring points, this year's champion. And Delvin Cook uh, coming off the bye. He had the injury, though. And I'm reading right here. It says, Cook's outlook for week eight is promising from a health perspective as the bye week came at just the right time. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Uh, if he's going to play, or like, once again, like I've been mentioning this whole show, are they going to be playing the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, and are they going to hold him out a little bit longer? Just obviously you don't want to get your back hurt for the future, but also, you know, we'll try some other people out and act act like we're trying, but really we're, we're trying to get Trevor Lawrence. We'll see if that's the case. But the Packers, Aaron Jones, still questionable, Rennie. Is he going to play this week? <laughs> big question mark um, they probably don't need him you know as soon as they hold him out I think you're right and I think uh, you know Michelle's fine anyway if that is the case again because she can put Jonathan Taylor in there great matchup for him against the Lions defense that uh, has been a little porous against the run uh, quite a few games this year yeah and um that could be a good matchup for sure. And JT obviously been a solid running back in, in college. Hasn't put up massive numbers this year, but still the 20th playing rare ranked player and consistently putting up numbers, which is huge. Yeah, it's, it's nice to have that guy you know you can plug in and get, you know, even if it's just 10 to 12 points, to have that steadiness every week at your number two running back position. That's a nice thing to have. Absolutely. Uh, and then Tyler Lockett, a little bit tougher matchup this week, though, going against the 49ers there. So I don't know if we'll see 43 points again or ever, for that matter. That was just an amazing week. But Rob Gronkowski uh, against the Giants, uh, nice nice matchup for him. Uh, and I think Brady's found him again as far as just being a guy that he relies on and he can throw the ball to. Yeah, they, they finally got something going. So we'll see if she can stick him in the lineup this week or have a bye week again at the position. Yeah, and you know, it, it, Brady will be throwing a touchdown to Gronk every time. Gronk will get a, just a little bit more of a, you know, yardage counts more for receivers. So uh, that's a nice little cancel out if, if a bunch of Brady's touchdowns go to Gronk. That's uh, right. So, you know, and at 6-1, and one, though, you got to have more than just a couple players and Heidi definitely has that, and I think Travis Kelsey's due for a huge week, and tight ends have had their way with the Jets this year. Yeah, and I think last week she put up, what, over 120 points, and Travis Kelsey only had like two or three points. Yeah. We didn't even talk about that. I mean, the worst performer last week, and in week in, week out, he's usually very, very solid. Um, number one ranked tight end, just a huge, huge player, huge difference maker on a fantasy team having him on on the team. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's, he's a uh, he, you know, he's the equivalent of a really good wide receiver. But you got him playing at tight end. Uh, there's only a couple of those guys out there, pretty much every year, uh, and a great pick for her. And like once again, like we said, there's a reason she's six and one. Yeah, he didn't have a great week last week, but this week he could have 20 points for you. And there's that you spread those points out amongst your players and you're going to score over 100 points every single week. Absolutely. And uh, there's a reason why you only talk about uh, Travis Kelsey and, and George Kittle because those are the two top dogs in fantasy you know, tight ends. Yep, and, and, and last but certainly not least, uh, we got to talk about my matchup this week here with Will, both of us at 5-2. and two. Uh, So this is a big matchup as far as playoff seeding potentially goes or the wild card if neither one of us finish in first place. 
uh, this could be a game that determines who gets in and who stays out of the playoffs. Yeah, and, and usually this would be game of the week, no-brainer. But the, the problem for Will is the amount of bye weeks going on. Does he have the bench, you know, players to fill in for the week to get a victory? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got Kyler Kyler Murray off the performance of his life, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and the kicker uh, from Houston. Uh, but I guess, you know, Fairbairn didn't have the best game anyway last week, so I'm sure he'll just pick somebody up off of uh, waivers and it'll be just as serviceable. But Juju Smith-Schuster is still questionable, so who's going to get plugged into that spot, that wide receiver? Uh, not sure if it's going to be him. You know, it's, it's 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 definitely up in the air right now, and he didn't practice uh, today. Uh, so, you know, who knows? It's It's one of those things with players nowadays – it's not as big of a deal compared to like 10, 15 years ago if they didn't practice on Wednesday or Thursday. A lot more load management uh, if you want to use that word like the NBA when it comes to guys nowadays. Right. And you look at Will's bench. Uh, obviously, he, he had a kicker on there because, you know, Tucker had a bye week, so that's why he had to have Fairborn. But other than that, it's, it's you know, for most of the season, it's always been wide receivers and running backs only, uh, you know, because of some bye weeks, he had to switch things around. But, um, you know, seems to be a, a very successful draft strategy for the Warhawks that's put him on the right path this year, and Kyler Murray's been carrying him. So we'll see if he can pull off a, a Johnny without having, you know, Russell Wilson a couple weeks ago and still gets the win. But he's playing so good right now Russell Wilson um you know it's a shame that it's not him and Kyler Murray this week going up you know from a you know fantasy football fan perspective yeah be interesting to see how that goes but it is what it is it's a big matchup nonetheless you know winner or loser you know that can that can impact for like you said seeding yeah and I you know I need to have the the wide receiver play that you know some people might be questioning right now who I have in there well Robbie Anderson, though, you know, he's been solid for me every week, but only one touchdown going back to week one. But, I mean, he's had, you know, 109 yards, 55, 99, 112, 77, and 74 as far as yards go. So he's going to get me that. But the question is, is he going to get the touchdowns? Because now I need him to be my number one receiver because uh, there's not a whole lot out there. And Sterling Shepard, I'm just hoping he's serviceable until next week when Antonio Brown becomes available. And I think you're going to be seeing him penciled into my lineup starting next week. So one more week of my uncertainty as far as my receiving core goes. But Darren Waller in Vegas there, he's been pretty solid for me. Uh, the Bills D against New England. I mean, I hope Cam Newton has another week like he did last because that's a good sign for my uh, my defense. And then, of course, Russell Wilson and Derrick Henry are the two guys every week that are going to be, you know, it's nice to have those two. It, it it gives me a chance to win every single game I play. Yes, they've just been absolute monsters. And, uh, you know, um, last week he got a, a good week out of Antonio Gibson, which was nice to see. You know, he was someone with a lot of, you know, yeah, high praise heading into the year. Certainly had some high upside in, in long term. He does too as well. But he had a good week for you last week, and, and you started him, right? So I did not. You know, <laughs> oh, you did. He was on your bench. Yeah. Oh no. But he but um, he only had three more points than uh, than Hunt, who had fifteen. So either way, you know, wouldn't have made a difference in the game. But uh, but yeah, he had a great week. So it's good. He's going into a bye this week, but uh, he very well could be could be playing very soon, or maybe I would even trade him potentially for a wide receiver. Just if anybody's listening out there right now. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and you got past the Kirk Cousins, and uh, you know, so the team's shaping up for the playoffs. I mean, looking ahead, so I mean, both these teams 
I th- you know, both these teams, regardless, could be in the playoffs very easily as, as division winners. Um, so, um, you know, where do you want to be one through four? That's kind of what you're looking at, too. Yeah, it's not always good to be the, uh, the the one seed because you play that, like we mentioned last year, you play that wild card, uh, and that wild card team is usually the hottest team going, and uh, and it's, you know, so it's, I always try to get that number two seed, so I'll, I'll lose a cup. That's why I lost last week. Wanted to get my seating in the right spot, make sure Heidi takes that one seed. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> So, all right, well, uh, that, that does it for this week. I mean, uh, there, I'm sure there'll be a lot to talk about next week because things are really starting to shape up. But, you know, some teams could fall apart here and other teams like Paul and, Paul and Avery on the rise. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens next week. And I'm, I'm looking forward to getting closer and closer to division play coming back and then, of course, the playoffs. So uh, looking, looking forward to the rest of the season. We're over halfway through it now. Um, so, you know, all we can do now is just uh, enjoy, enjoy the season as uh, – as Herm Edwards says. Absolutely. All right. Well, for Rennie Lesbrons, I am John Schmidt. Uh, thank you all for joining us this week, and we'll be back again next week. But uh, we will find out in just over uh, about a month and a half here who will become the king or the queen in the north. <laughs>